passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know, summer is coming, the sun is shining, shirts are off, and your balls are smooth. You heard me right. Your friends at Manscaped, they're here to make sure that your beach balls are as smooth as the Floridian sand, my friends. In the summertime, you know, you want to kill some cold beers and some barbecues. Not kill the vibe with your pubes picking out of your swim trunks. That's why Manscaped has their performance package 4.0. That's to keep the party in your pants, my friend, looking crisp and refreshing all summer long. Four million men. Men have trusted Manscaped. Why shouldn't you? It all starts and stops by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping if you use my promo code Bubba. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything that you need to prepare for that summer bod. Inside this package, you're going to find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold it all, my friends. You want to take your grooming game even further? further take a look at the manscape shears 2.0 in that package it has everything that you need to look pristine nail cutters tweezers grooming scissors go to manscapes.com and go crazy they got everything you potentially possibly could need get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code bubba at manscapes.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code bubba at manscapes.com this is the summer to turn your package into the full package my friend and it all starts and stops at manscapes.com Listen, I have had my Manscaped stuff now for about a year. I don't know what I would do without it. As a matter of fact, I've now got all my co-hosts on the Manscaped deal. All the male co-hosts on my show have almost everything Manscaped offers. Why wouldn't you? Reduce the risk of ingrown hairs. You reduce the risk of grooming accidents. Again, all of this craziness starts and stops at Manscaped.com. Use promo code Bubba for 20% off. Wish I got that on. Hello? You gotta plug yourself in. There we go. Wasn't plugged in all the way. Wish I captured your sneeze. Welcome to Blummel Off the Rails. Anna and Blitz here. Still trying to get situated. Stand by. Happy Friday to the people. It's hot here too. It was, uh, is it? Yeah, you want me? I'll turn it down to 75. There you go. Um, I'm freezing. You're boiling. We'll compromise because that's what relationships are all about is 
compromising over the thermostat. So there sure. we go. Um, again, happy Friday. It's been a three-day week, and I am exhausted. I don't know how I do five days every week. It's oh, crazy. I was, just, um, I was telling about earlier, I'm like, for such a short week, man, it just like feels like it dragged on like today, like especially today. And like the show was funny. It was great. Like the yeah. show moved on, just the day didn't. Yeah. Um, I noticed that although, and here's the thing, like I don't want this to deter Bubba from giving us vacations because they're fantastic. But given any significant amount of time off, I feel like there's a direct correlation between how much time you have off and how much harder it is to then get back into the regular routine of things. Right. That's why we need to take weeks at a time off. Yes. Because, um, no, that's how I, it's, it's weird. Cause like, I obviously love having the time off, but then when you're off for so long, you almost get into a routine of doing things, mm-hmm. you know, at your leisure and just sleeping in or being a bum and not going to jujitsu and eating cake instead, which is what I did and felt kind of guilty for it. It's weird. I, I yeah, realize I that I'm, I'm, and I don't know if anybody else is like this. I'm sure there are, but I am. I didn't want to go to jujitsu on on Tuesday because I wanted to eat cake. But then I just ended up feeling guilty about not going and eating cake. That it probably would have just been easier on my mentals if I had just gone in the first place. But it is what it is. <clears throat> I decided to go yesterday because I didn't go on Tuesday. So I did. I did bake the cake quite quickly, and um, I had a piece of it. During the break, and I have to say, um, I fucking nailed it. Yeah, you did. It was really good. It was really fucking good. Um, it's just, it's it's been a fun new hobby that I've never had. I've never stuck with uh, anything that is domestic or domesticated this long. <clears throat> but um, I'm happy that everybody around me gets to reap the benefits, including you. Yeah. And I really have you to thank for because I have you to thank for everything in my life. So why not take credit for this one, happened. too? Everything good that's happened. Pretty much. Pretty much. <clears throat> um, there were a few things I wanted to discuss. Some, you know, more personal stuff that people can relate to and other things like more that. political. What? Like cake? Like shit? Oh, like Lizzo. Hell yes. Is this the big girls, battle yeah. of the big girls sort of thing? God bless Lizzo. She's great. She's fantastic. She really, you know, she she broke out of the mold of being... Uh, well, the mold was undersized. Yes, the mold was undersized. And here's the thing about uh, fat people in Hollywood is that um, a lot of them aren't ugly. You know, it's like they're like, oh, we're, you know, advocating for everybody. It's like, no, you still got like a nice face, nice skin. Like, where's the girl that's balding with acne? Like, where is she? Uh, like, where's the girl? It's alopecia. No, not bald, balding. Like someone who has like shitty hair, someone who has bad teeth, bad skin. It's like even these women who are large, they are still, you know, have a lot of the qualities that are very much uh, conventional beauty standards. Yeah. In terms of how they uh, wear their makeup, that the the skin, the big eyes, the the luscious hair, even though it's fake, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Nothing's real anymore. Does it? Does it even matter anymore? No, it doesn't. <clears throat> so there are some things politically I want to get into because um, there's a lot of things going on. I think I'm. Uh, bewildered by the fact that people are still bewildered by the fact that I am anti-capital punishment. I feel like that comes up somewhat frequently and people seem to think that I have some sort of sympathy for the 
perpetrators or the murderers. So what you're saying rapists. is they didn't kill anybody. So you're saying they should that you don't th- that you think that they're great and they didn't kill anybody. Yeah. <laughs> that you think that they could be rehabilitated. Uh, uh, literally, I'm just like, no, I don't think they should be murdered. Oh, so you so you want to fuck them? Yes, yeah. I want to fuck them. So and you bake love them? Cake. You want to bake them a cake? You think they deserve a second chance? No, huh, never said that. Mm-mm. People don't understand that, you know, and I'll repeat it again for the people in the back, that it has nothing to do with the fact that I think that they should be given clemency or forgiveness or any of that other fucking bullshit. I want them out of society just as much as everybody else. I just don't like give, I don't like giving the state power to take lives. And I completely understand that. Do you understand that? Because yep. then you start, you it becomes what, unfortunately, I have to say this again, but it becomes what we call a slippery slope. Okay, you start taking a life here because you say, well, we, you know, we take lives for murders. Okay, but then we take lives for, we, you know, we think that somebody murdered someone. So and then, you know what, we're going to take life because they're, you know, they're threatening the government and they're being problematic. And it's the same thing with like, uh, you know, torture. You start opening the, the torture door. Now you're torturing people that are you know, maybe not in line with how you want them to think. It's just not good. So what do you, how do you, how do you get around that? You don't call it torture because that's against the Eighth Amendment. You call it enhanced interrogation and you send them to Gitmo. So you're not doing it on American soil. So they have no constitutional rights. That's Cuba. They're terrorists. They're doing it in Cuba. It's insane. So I just don't like giving the state that much power. And, I, the peop- and I get it. Yeah, and people, it's funny because a lot of the people that are very much against, like, oh, I don't want the government involved in my lives, but they could take a life if they want to. I'm like, what? Well, Why would you want that? And here's my thing. It's funny because, like, I actually I agree with you. I'm also in the camp of, like, hey, kill them. I just, uh, it probably shouldn't be the government. Yes. But- and I, I completely understand what you mean because i have what i call personal opinion and then a political opinion yeah my personal opinion is yeah that motherfucker deserves to die yep that's my personal opinion they deserve to die but my political opinion is i don't feel comfortable with giving the state or the country or the government any government right. the right to take a life that it makes me uncomfortable <clears throat> because i don't think the state should have power to take away someone's and, life and you know unless they're like 12 when they committed the crime generally it's cheaper to keep them in for life which is bizarre but it, it really is true is. and a lot of people don't know that they're just like well i don't want to pay for them i mean any that's just any person i'm and impersonating I, and, I, and i get that as well because you know you you wouldn't think that it would cost less to keep them alive for 20 years right but it, but again it, it usually it's not like they're murdered the next week it's sure. 20 25 how, yeah, years exactly <clears throat> you know and then so you're you saying to, we need to speed the process up you know what i agree <laughs> no i'm not i'm not saying i just don't i feel very very uncomfortable and then usually when i kind of voice it that way then i get people a little bit more at least understanding to what i'm trying to say versus the fact that they think i have some sort of sympathy yeah. For the person who has committed heinous crimes, uh, yeah. absolutely has nothing to do with the person and everything to do with trying my best or what I think is the best way to run a civil society. We yeah. don't torture people. We don't do public executions. There's just certain things. And then people always use this argument, which isn't an argument. They go, well, what if what if it was your sister? What if it was your husband that was murdered? It's like, that's not an argument. You're just right. trying to say, like, you're trying to build up some sort of um, uh, emotion in me where I would want them to die more, which that's why we have trials and it's not, you know, 
hey, let's take this person who raped this girl and put him in a room with her family members and and, and close the door for five minutes. It's not how we handle business, at least openly. You know, that's why we have fair trials mm-hmm. and we have to do things, you know, procedurally so that we can live in what at least appears to be the image of a civil society. We all know that that's not the case. And that's why everyone hated Trump, because he called it out for what it was. And that's kind of what a lot of people liked about him. Absolutely. Um, is that he called out the establishment. He said things that presidents aren't supposed to say. Like, hey, the deep state is fucking trying to fuck everybody over. They just want your money. Um, what did he say on, on Bill O'Reilly that time? He, he was. They were, asking him to, they were asking him questions about Putin. And this was like 2000 and maybe 17 or something. Something about Putin and like, you know, why would you want to do business? Like, because they were saying that the, he was curring favor with Putin. Mm-hmm. Trump was. And he's like, well, why are you curring favor with a, you know, uh, a murderous dictator? And he's like, you don't think America does shit like this? <laughs> wink, yeah, of course wink. they do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe just not out in the open. It's not as brazen, but America still does some shady shit. It's, you have to understand that, like, Everything is nuanced, obviously, and that the industry and the business of being, becoming and being a country, you have to do shady shit. Yeah. That's just how it goes. It's just, it's run by people and people are greedy. People are dirty. Mm -hmm. You think about even like office politics and like nepotism within the company that you work for, the little either mom and pop, or maybe it's a a bigger company. I don't know, Netflix, uh, Bank of America, whatever. You know, there's a lot of nepotism that goes on. People you know, people that get promoted because they're someone's nephew or you know, legacy or whatever the case may be. And people are like, oh, that's not fair. It's like, of course that happens. It actually makes me feel more comfortable when that happens. Because then I'm like, okay, things are working exactly as I expect them to. Yeah. So Aunt, Aunt Betty called in a favor because her son needs a job. Right. And, you know, and you pe- can make an opening. Right. And people are only angry when it doesn't benefit them. Yeah, like if you're, if you know somebody, you're like, I know somebody, we can get VIP fucking yeah, bottle yeah. service. Exactly. Then you're more than happy to acquire the benefits. Which it just makes me feel more comfortable because I'm so glad that we don't live in a meritocracy and that you have the option to pull a Kamala Harris and fuck your way to the top. That sure. makes me feel comfortable because that's what I expect to happen. So when I see Hunter Biden naked, like shaking his dick and balls, smoking crack and drinking a White Claw, it makes me feel comfortable because that's exactly what I think is going on behind the scenes. And guess what? I'm fucking right. Yeah, because it is. I know. And like I said before, I like the fact that rich, wealthy people like they enjoy pretending to be common folk, pretending to be poor. Mm -hmm. I worked with a guy, uh, I'll just say his name, doesn't matter, uh, uh, Swig, Ben Swig. Okay. He was married to a DeBartolo. Great guy, nice guy, Jewish guy, very liberal guy, oh. very wealthy guy. Um, but he would. He's he has a lot of money. He was married to a DeBartolo, and he had a, a, a child, a firstborn son, that was a DeBartolo, and that was definitely the move because he's in that kid's life forever, obviously, and yeah. he's attached to the DeBartolo clan uh, if you don't know who the DeBartolo clan is, they're pretty uh, powerful family in everywhere, but in Tampa especially. Yeah. Um, I believe uh, Ed is it Edward Eddie DeBartolo got the the pardon or Trump. yes. So yeah. do you understand we're dealing with some high level shit, some billionaires, people with 
nine zeros in the bank account. You know, not a millionaire. We're talking a billionaire. I got nine zeros in mine. <clears throat> right. Point zero. It's not followed or succeeded <laughs> by anything. It's just nine zeros. <laughs> Yes. Um, so Ben Swig, I remember, you know, he would he would dine at the the fanciest places and mm. he lived in a beautiful home that I saw. He had a, you know, some people have a, like a guest bedroom or, you know, a bed extra bedroom for, you know, an office. But he had an extra, 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 extra bedroom for his jersey collection. They had oh. their own room. So that was nice. I'm like, is this your office? He's like, no. I'm like, well, is this your kid's room? No, this is my jersey room. Babyface has one of those, too. He does? Yeah, he's a big jersey guy. Nice. He's he's kicked his one of his in-laws into the garage and used that mm-hmm. room. Now it's the jer- that's, jersey. Sports jersey. Right, that he uh, cleaned up his, what was it, kid's shit or poop <laughs> or was, throw uh, up? Vomit, I believe. And then threw it out the window. He the Bubba Army jersey. <clears throat> yeah. Thanks, Babyface. Go fuck yourself. So, Ben Swig would... Uh, <laughs> occasionally come into the station when I worked at the bone, he would do, you know, um, he was a, a big fill in guy. He, he liked doing this as a hobby, but he also had a show every Saturday called Migs and Swig. And sometimes he would come in and I would kind of like, um, I'd be in the, uh, the kitchenette area, the little dining area. And he would just you were love stealing K-cups. No, he wasn't stealing anything. No, you. Yes. I was stealing. Of course. Yeah. And then I'd be like, Oh, who's here? Oh God, I better right. stop. Put a few back. Um, but he would come in. You grab, you grab two more and then run. Exactly. And then we would. I would run to the same room so he would see me again. Oh. So that didn't work. Oops. But he would just eat a lot of the uh, top ramen and candy bars and like all this like poor food. Like as meals though. It wasn't even just like a snack. Like he would buy, you know, the top. He was constantly eating top ramen. He just kept buying it and buying Why? it. Why? I asked him, I'm like, Ben, why Why do you do, you You have the option to buy, you know, the bougie shit, the better tasting stuff, better for you stuff. And he's just like, I just, I just like it. I just, it makes, it's fun for me. And then what I realized, what he was trying to tell me is that it's fun to pretend to be poor, to pretend like you're common folk, but then you can go home and you can have a five-star meal for dinner. I, I see what you mean, but like every now and then. Top ramen is good. Right, but he was eating it like every day. And he would eat like those, you know, we would have some of those like pre-wrapped hoagies and shit, like Lunchables, like really trash food. Okay. But he would, it just seemed like he enjoyed pretending to be poor. That's what camping is. Camping all the time is being homeless. Camping for a weekend is fun. You're adventurous. You're out in nature. But you just do it for a little bit, right? That's what camping is, is you're pretending to be homeless for a day or two, and it's kind of fun, but you know you always have your nice, warm home to return to. That's why camping is fun. If camping is not optional, then camping is no fun. Right. You know? So, like, when you go from camping, you know, going to whatever, uh, you know, where I grew up, say, uh, Joshua Tree or something for a weekend would be fun, but then when you've moved to Huntington Beach because you can't afford your home anymore and you live in a tent city in L.A., now it's not fun anymore because it's not an option. So that's that's the difference there. When yeah. it's an option, it's fun. You're adventurous. When it's not an option, you know, go kill yourself. You're homeless and your life is over. Many things are like <clears> that, though. Right. Right. Um. God, what do I want to get into next? Second Amendment stuff is what I want to get into next. Guns, Blitz. Do you know anything about fucking guns? Not really. I'll get that later. Um, I am trying to learn more about 
guns because it does interest me much more than, say, like uh, racing and cars and sports is just it's never going to happen for me. But guns like, you know, quite a bit about guns, obviously. Uh, Dan knows quite a bit. Uh, Bubba knows, it seems like a bit, uh, everybody knows more than me, of course. No, everybody knows more than me. And it's not even so much that I'm concerned with gun laws, which obviously I should be, but just in terms of like how guns operate, what kind of guns are for what, what is the definition of a semi-automatic, where all those sorts of things have kind of been like passed over. Like I don't really know the ins and the outs. So yesterday... I know this is going to shock you, but I was watching Joe Rogan. Oh, imagine that. And are you familiar with a man named, um, it's not his real name, but his alias is uh, Colian Noir? Yeah. Do you know who that is? The black guy. Yeah. yeah. Is that, am I saying his name right? Colin. It's like, but it's not spelled Colin. I know, but it's, he pronounces it Colin Noir. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he was on there and he was kind of breaking down the statistics and this and that. Let me ask you a question yeah, he's about- he's a big like pro-gun guy. Yes, he's like NRA, uh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go Brandon, Absolutely. black guy. Yep. So it's just not what you would expect. He's a lawyer too. Um, so, and then I, and then obviously I started watching him on Rogan. So I started watching him on Bill Maher. Okay. And it's really funny to see this like- black Republican guy and then like this white liberal guy who is accusing Republicans and people in the NRA of like being racist while talking to a black guy who is in the NRA. It's just there was like so many things going on in terms of like irony, you know, things like that. Um, What I wanted to ask you and a question that came to mind that I was going to bring up during the show, but decided to just save it for this show is that it was the Second Amendment was originally intended to for you to protect your you know life and your property and the people around you um, again against I guess invaders and tyranny right tyranny was implied yeah right yeah <clears throat> so why is it the case and why is it the case that certain weapons that are used by the military that could potentially be used to you know, as a form of tyranny if the government imposed it on the mm-hmm. people. Why aren't those available to uh, civilians like you and That's I? That's a great question. And and hold on, before I you answer that question, I'd like to follow up with: Did we have the ability to have like? tanks and um fully automatic weapons and that those were have slowly been taken away from us yes okay so first it, at first when we started the country like not that they had tanks but the equipment could have cannons you could buy a cannon right and i know that there was a blunder by by joe biden recently where he said like you can't have cannons and, and you, yeah, you, you could have just bought a cannon <laughs> but you you could have so conceivably, philosophically, if we're talking about uh, the conception of this country, if tanks were available, they would have also been available to civilians. So in the country, don't forget, the way it it works is everything is legal until it becomes illegal. Okay. Okay. So a tank, you know, let's say they they develop a tank because there's no such thing as a tank, Mm -hmm. is legal at first. Until they specifically say, no, that's illegal. Okay. Right. So, yeah, so yes, at, at some point. That was taken away. I mean, I don't know about the tank example, but like fully auto, yes. That was taken. When was that taken away? Do 1986. you know? 
So before 1986, you could go buy a uh, what's what's a give me a, a fully automatic what is it an AK40? What's a, you could buy an AR15 that's fully auto. Okay, okay, yeah. all right. And you still can now, but they have to be made before 86. And there's rules. Of, okay, we'll keep it simple. Through, we'll, yes. keep, keep it simple. So you can't just go to a store and buy one off the shelf. No, but you no, you, but you could have in 1985. Yes. Well. Let's just say 75, yes. Okay. I, don't, I don't know exactly. Sure. Some, the, the, the rule is an 86 rule, but I don't know when it, when, but yes. Okay, so we could go 75. You could go to the store, buy a fully automatic <laughs> weapon, and that was fine. Yep. <clears throat> Interesting. So gu- guns have been fully available since the uh, inception and conception of this country. Why do you think now or do you think that it is being skewed the statistics like do you think that gun violence is increasing in this country it's hard to tell because uh the media is 24 7 and the media is also filtered so they're only telling you the things that they want you to hear so you get reporter bias so you think that things are happening more frequently you think that you know, um, uh, like police are out there killing like black guys because every time there's a white guy right. with a pl- black perpetrator or, or or whatever, they'll only report that sort of um, that situation. So you get reporter bias, even though there's tons of interactions, uh, thousands of interactions happening between um, police officers and civilians every day that we don't hear about because it doesn't match the mm-hmm. uh, narrative. Uh, the narrative, right? So. Um, what do you think is is the case? Do you think that gun violence is going up in this country? And if so, why? Why? Gun why? violence. Gun violence as a whole. Yes. Uh, probably going up. Now, I was listening to a Colin Noir or a Cola, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about saying he was breaking down the gun statistics, and he said that. If we look at the statistics, we have to start kind of dividing and 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 parsing out things that aren't the same as one another. So he said, you know, you, you hear a lot about gun violence and, and, and gun deaths and things like that. He said 60 to 65% of gun deaths in this country every year are suicides. He's like, and not that that's not a problem, right. but when we're talking about homicides, when we're talking about mass shootings, it, we're not talking about suicides. No, so we need to all. take 60 to 65% of those um, cases out of the picture because that's something different. Mm-hmm. Not good, but can I say this? Not good, but better. Like, if you're going to kill someone, at least start with you. Yeah. Before yeah. you start killing other people that Correct. didn't want to die. Correct. Okay. We'll start there. The, the, the less of the evil. Right. So do you think that it is a fallacy that gun violence, in, in the way that we conceive of it, of people getting gunned down, is increasing? Or... Or is it not? Or is it going down? So it's, say, it's really hard to, uh, to understand if you if you don't have a, a good grasp of this yeah, statistics. I'm going to say it, you know, and it goes against, you know, what I believe in or whatever, but it's probably going up. And my guess is because there's just more people, there's more guns, they're cheaper, they're easier to get, you know. Than ever before? Stolen. Yeah. Just because there's more of them? Yeah. Fair enough. And there, you know, there's th- things in general are just easier to get now than they were 50 years ago, mm-hmm. you know. With the internet and yeah. doing deals. Sure. Okay. It's easier to just find people, uh, connect with people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know the numbers, but I'm willing to bet most gun crimes have some Ill- 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 illegal aspect, whether the gun was stolen, 
or the person that had the gun l- legally couldn't have it or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know the numbers, but I'm willing to bet that that's a high percentage of gun crime. Yes, I, I would say so. And I don't know the statistics of if they are, if the, if the number of of gun violent uh, victims are going up or what the case may be. I do think it could be just the fact that there are more guns in this country. Um, yeah. And and do you think there's there's more guns in this country than there were in the 1980s, for example? Is it just because they're coming out well, yeah. with new models or, and but people you, are collecting here's, here's guns? The, yeah, and, here's the thing, too. you got to remember, like, you know, cars, automobiles, you know, they have a, a life expectancy and, you know, when a, when a car gets to be, you know, 20 years old, unless it's like a collector or someone really keeps it up, you know, they'll start going to scrapyards and, and you mm-hmm. know, they scrap them. Guns generally aren't the same way. Mm. You know, like you can keep, a, you know. Because typically you're not using them every day all the time. No, so they're, they're rarely, most of them right. are rarely used at all, mm-hmm. you know, or very little, mm-hmm. you know, and they hold their value. Right. You know, they're they're easy to store and stuff. So people have them around. And so they, you know, and they, obviously they're making more and more and more of them as you yeah. know, just every day. Just yes. you know, companies want to make them. So there's a ton out there. Yes. I think I need to um I think I need to get back on the gun train and stop being a little bitch. Uh, Cuz I think um, Let's go shooting ho. Yes, I think gun I, I've heard a lot of uh, guns and geese sort of a thing that kind of hang okay. together. A lot of people that do Brazilian jiu-jitsu are obviously very much into self-defense and mm-hmm. that often bleeds into, sure. you know, being a firearm owner, uh, having concealed carry. A lot of the guys that I either roll with or are my instructors are big into guns. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that is probably, and a lot of these people love the country. It, it's, yeah. it's, I really, that's why I really like this community of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu because it goes, um, it, it, we, we share a lot of the same values, which is like hard work and discipline. Yeah. Um, you know, God, not, guns and country, right? God, guns and country, not instant gratification, which is a big one. Um, you know, kind of putting aside your ego to to learn something yeah, new. So yeah. there's this growth mindset, uh, self-defense, protection, guns. A lot of people uh, uh, love America. A lot of people have really good uh, senses of humor in Brazilian mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu because you will, you know, sometimes you'll hear things like, hey, uh, you know, uh, John, get your balls out of my face. Like there's right. a lot of those kinds of jokes because, you know, a lot of ho- homoerotic jokes and mm-hmm. things like that. So it's a it's a fun, good uh, group of people. And it is kind of funny because I was asking myself yesterday, like, why I continue to go. Because it is fun, but there's a lot of losing at the beginning. A lot of losing in, involved with this uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu at the beginning where you're not really getting a lot of, I don't want to say positive feedback, but you're getting mostly negative feedback mm-hmm. because you're just constantly on your back. You're constantly trying to defend. And I'm like, well, what is it that motivates me to go back every you know, every week, a few times a week to get better, to get better. And I think what it is, is that that's motivated me. There's small wins, but I think what the main driving force is like the image of what I could be. Like I think about if I stick with this or I'll roll with someone who's so much better than me. And I'm like, they're not particularly athletic. Mm -hmm. Like I'm in better shape than they are. I don't think that they possess any special athletic prowess that I couldn't have or I don't have in me, you know, given the fact that if Mm -hmm. I come back and try every day and try to get better. So I think what's really driving me now is not the fact that I'm like, 
winning. Because, I mean, I have bruises all over my body. I'm constantly, like, humiliated. Complaining the- about it, but not, like, you're complaining about, like, the specific people or the the thing that happened, but not yeah, the sport. Not the, the sport. I understand the sport, but you know it's humiliating in the sense that like you know what you're signing up for, so you can't like blame the person yeah. for beating you. But I think what's driving me now is like the image of like what I could be. Like I see somebody like I rolled with a blue belt yesterday, and the way that she just like handled me was very much like an assassin. Like she was like sl- almost slow and methodical and she would do a move and then she would like tighten it like 50 percent, mm. and then she would just hold me there and then she'd like kind of she almost i swear to god she was like rubbing my head it was fucking weird and she would rub my head rub my head almost and it w- didn't hurt or anything and then she would grab like the back of my l- collar mm. and then she would just tighten that and everything was like a like a like a snake like a python closing in right about to just swallow you whole so uh, shit like that even though it hum- it humiliates me it also inspires me mm-hmm. so i think that that's good and like just just you know rolling around with you uh i can tell that like you have technique and you know, like you know because like physically i'm a lot stronger than you are yes but, like, there's things that I can do. Like, I'll put you, like, in a hole or, you know, hold you a certain way. And, like, you can get out of it. And, like, you're getting better. Like, I can tell. Yeah. And that's what I really love about this martial art in particular is that, obviously, if you're rolling with someone who's your skill level, you know, they, you need to be the same weight class and things like that. But per, for people who are smaller, you know, like me, women, there's mm-hmm. a lot of really small men that do Brazilian yeah, Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. Is it's, a, it's an incredible way to defend yourself because size is often... Uh, not really a factor when you're rolling with or when you're trying to defend yourself. Like, I don't care how big a person is and how little you are that you can't like out if they're trying to choke you, you can't like use your trachea muscles to push them off. Like if you get them in a choke, you're going to get them after a certain point that they just can't get out of it. They're, they're going to, they're going to pass out Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how big they are, how small you Mm -hmm. are. So that's pretty cool. And I like it. Uh, this Japanese shit is, um, is tripping me up. If you haven't heard, yeah, how, how did he get assassinated? Uh, he was shot by was it an AR? I don't know. Um, some disgruntled are those, are those man. Legal, are those legal there? It's definitely not. They have very strict <laughs> uh, gun laws in yeah. Japan. But if you didn't hear, former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo is it Abe? Abe Abe has been assassinated. It's pretty gruesome, like JFK style, where he was giving a speech. I think he was um, like grassy knoll. I don't know if he was on a grassy knoll, I think, and he wasn't in a motorcade, but he was campaigning on behalf of, like, some local politician or something, and um, some guy with a gun just shot him, I think, in the neck and in the heart, and he he bled out and he died at the scene, which is pretty oh, people in chat saying it was gruesome. a homemade, like a shotgun. Yeah, I did read that it was homemade. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I... I can barely home make a cake. I don't know how you home make a gun, but does I've, that mean you just kind of dress it up, or, uh, or is he like a welder? I mean, I, I, I'll show you one that I built from a, a block of metal. Okay, see, I, I'm, I'm working with a terrorist right here. It doesn't even matter. I get it. Uh, I no, get I'm, it. I'm actually what we call patriot. A patriot, excuse yes. me, not a terrorist. I like a patriot. To exercise my rights. Exercise your and yeah. What, what about the rights of making guns? How does that work? Can they're, trying to, make it, they're and, trying to make it illegal. Huh, but right now it's not. Correct. That's They call them ghost guns because there's no serial number. They're not registered. Right. We need to make them illegal. Right, because you don't need a background check. If you make them yourself, you just Correct. make them yourself. Correct. 
Interesting. And you don't need a background check to buy ammo or anything. You can just fuck in. Not in most places, no. And you can, what is it, 18? Like, am I 18? I can go buy some bullets? Yeah. No problem? Yeah. Some places it's 21, but yeah. Okay. All right. And it depends on the ammo and blah, blah, blah. Interesting. Blah. All right. Um, I'm glad we've set that aside. We've talked about the guns. We'll we've go shooting about... soon, though. Okay, good. I'll, like, about... I'll, I'll teach you some more stuff. Thank you. Talked about the capital punishment and whatnot. We are going to take a little break. And when we return, um, I I have another friend caper what? who's in a little bit of a situation. A pickle? Yes. And I, uh, I, I spoke with this person recently. And um, it, it's hard when you try to tell your friend that they've they've made a grave mistake. Oh, no. But they don't think that they have, and they think that oh. they're in the right. So how do you kind of mull through this? Well, you'll find out when we return, okay? So stay, stand by, motherfuckers. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. I need to go poop. All right, I'll put on a long song. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabyte on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
welcome back. Oh, Skip Jones. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Blummel Off the Rails on and Blitz here. We're going to be with you for another uh, 20 to 30 minutes. Five minutes. Blitz has to shit. Did you get anything out of you? Not really. Sucks. Sorry that happened to you. I almost said the uh, number to the bone. Uh, 81390 Bubba. I was like, nope, we're in 813 on it. Get it together. Um, all right. So before we took our little break, I teased that um, I, I, I may have a friend who is a little bit delusional. Okay. And I would Bright appreciate Farm, John's Island 1999. Thank you. Um I it's probably best that I get maybe a male perspective on this cuz I kind of inserted myself as the male perspective. Okay. Uh, with what I'm about to tell you. Um but uh, it, it's it's kind of hard cuz I I think I know but maybe I have no idea. Okay. Uh, much like that show, uh, what was the MTV Truth? You think you know, but you have no idea. This Never is the true of life of a oh, true life. This is the true life of uh, you know, someone who eats pillowcases or whatever. Okay. Case maybe. Um, so I have a a friend of That's mine. A lie. Okay. Um, uh, yep. I, yes. No. I actually do have a friend. <laughs> uh, not a lie. That that part is actually true. Oh, okay. And um, I'm not using any names here. You're not going to know who this person is. You would know who this person is. But just in the event that you know someone is listening somewhere, they're not going to know who this is coming from or what this is about in terms of who it's about. Okay. So I have a friend um, who I spoke with in the last few days, and they were telling me about this this guy that they're dating. It's a female friend. I'll give that away. And they were telling me about a, a guy that they were dating, um, but I I don't talk to this person all too frequently about you know their current romantic situation. So I kind of get uh, maybe monthly updates, okay, um, maybe bi monthly updates, something like that. So the last I checked in with this person, uh, they had told their their dude, we'll call him Paul. Okay, they told Paul that. Um, you know, they kind of want to keep it casual. Okay. They kind of want to keep it casual. They don't want to put any, the female was the one saying, my friend, the female, female friend was saying that, uh, she told Paul, she just, Hey, I want to keep this kind of, uh, not say the word casual because that implies you're a whore, but kind of say, I don't really want to put any titles on this. Like there's no need to put any titles on this. Okay. So um, the uh, guy was like, uh, okay, you know, uh, he's happy with how things are going. And at the time, two months ago, she was happy with how things were going. And it seemed like last month I got another update and it seemed like it was more of the same that, hey, we want to, you know, we haven't okay. had any further discussion about what we are and all that sort of stuff. I don't want to put titles on this. Yep. And this this female friend of mine is not someone who's 21. Uh, this person is in their 30s, you know, okay. and usually women in their 30s. Um, and I can't speak for everybody, but either they are purposefully having a casual relationship. Oh, I thought you were going to say start to fall apart. Or uh, that too. Thank you for reminding me. Um, <laughs> or they uh, want to put a title on it. Yeah. And they're waiting for maybe the guy to say something. But they don't like sitting in relationship purgatory mm-hmm. where it's we don't know where we stand. That's not fun. 
it can be exciting at the beginning to kind of not know, but that gets old really quickly, yeah. and it and and the the uh, excitement turns to anxiety and frustration very quickly, mm-hmm. especially with women around my age or younger. We don't feel like we have endless amounts of time. We feel like our uh, vitality and um, our value on the sexual market is plummeting rapidly faster than cryptocurrency, and we want to lock shit down. So with that being said, I spoke with this person somewhat recently, and they tell me that it's uh, they haven't had any further discussions about titles. Now, it seems like Paul, in quotes, Paul is um, hanging out with some friends, some female friends. Okay, it's an ex. And this guy, Paul, is doing things for his ex-girlfriend. Nothing wrong with that. Now, um, when I inquired as to when, you know, this ex was in his life, maybe it was 10 years ago. And at which point, you know, people can move on and you can actually be friends or whatever, even though I feel like that's a little iffy. Yeah. So I asked my friend, female friend, that's what her alias is, female friend, asked female friend, you know, well, when did Paul and and his ex-girlfriend break up? She said, last fall. I go, okay, this may be a little problematic. Why? Um, well, here's the situation in terms of how she's feeling. But of course, I I can't, uh-huh. I I'm gonna I come in yep. with the male perspective. Yep. So I said, um, interesting. Okay. Well, you know, uh, what's the status? She goes, we are pretty much in a relationship. I said, I think we need to define. We need to define pretty much. What is yep. what does pretty much mean? And um, this female friend assured me that Paul knows, quote, what this is. Does he? So I said, okay. Um, And she continued to tell me, you know, her uh, concerns, which are valid in terms of feeling. You're allowed to feel, however, obviously. Anything is validated, I guess, in that regard. But... She's telling me, and, and again, when you're talking to this person, you can't just start dismissing shit they're saying. You're a friend. You have to at least hear them out and at least at least pretend like they have yes. a point. That doesn't mean you have to, uh, you know, declare that they have a point, but you at least have to pretend like they're coming from a place of, of common sense. So, and I think I put myself in my situation, like if, and again, not that there's any sort of ambiguity as to what we are, we're labeled, but if we weren't and you were talking to an ex or whatnot, I may feel some type of way, whether it's validated or justified or not is a separate question. So I start to talk to female friend about, um, about Paul and apparently Paul's been kind of seems like he's been pulling away a little bit. It seems like Paul has been spending more time with the ex and doing things for her, uh, yeah, fixing things around her house. Right. Yeah. So obviously it is also kind of bizarre and somewhat comforting that he's being upfront about it. So okay. it's not like he's trying to hide it, which in my mind if that was ha- if I was in my friend's shoes, would be more problematic if I was finding out like later after the fact. At least he's being upfront, okay. saying I'm going to so and so's house. This is where I'd be. This is who I'm going to be with. Okay. 
um, all this sort of stuff. But it seems like um, he is just calling her. Uh, Paul is calling his ex his friend. He's like, well, I'm going to my friend's house. And, he, and my friend's like, well, is this the friend that you used to f- uh, face fuck? And she, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. No, no, she's not. She's the one I still face fuck. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So um, my friend was, you know, going on and on about how she was feeling some type of way. And she wasn't feeling she wasn't feeling comfortable with all this sort of stuff. And so I reiterated the point and was like, so you but you have not had any conversation about what you guys are in terms of titles Mm -hmm. and she said no there's been no further progression and then i go and i tried to you know i i'm definitely i definitely not a man hater or anything but sometimes you gotta you know cater to your friend and i said listen um how does he know that that may be inappropriate? Like, uh, but because you aren't in a relationship, and she goes, "Well, we are. We we pretty much are." And she he she said again, "He knows what this is." Bitch, the last thing you fucking told him was you didn't want anything serious. So again, I I let this person go on a little bit more, and then decided to. This was my because I I made one you know I had said something before that mm. kind of elicited a response where. She said something along the lines of, quote, it was literally, quote, trust me, Uh he knows what this is. And in my head, I'm going, no, he doesn't. Um, Oh, yes, he does. Oh, he knows exactly what it is. In terms of, he doesn't think (laughs) what she thinks. They're on opposite pages here. He knows what it is, but it's not the same. Right, right. They don't think the same. Right, right, right. Um, But she was implying, trust me, he knows that this is a relationship. That's what she was implying. Of course. And I'm going, no, he doesn't. Um, Absolutely not. So I then, you know, let her speak. And then I interjected with uh, the trying to say what I was going to say in the most delicate way. I said, um, friend, uh, sometimes guys are dumb. And in, yeah. if you tell them that you don't, you know, you're happy with it being somewhat casual, even if you've emotionally progressed mm-hmm. where, you know, you may feel closer to him. We don't know if it's reciprocated. I've really never seen them together, so I don't know. Um, but, it, you know, you may have emotionally progressed. But if the last thing that you told him about, you know, ha- the quote relationship, the talk was I'm happy with how things are. I don't want to put any titles on anything. I'm pretty sure he's holding that as the status quo. So, uh, you know, unfortunately... Like, why wouldn't he? Correct. Like, why would he not... I mean, that's the best of both worlds. He can do things with my friend and also do things with other women, and he's not out of bounds. Right. Because... Those were her rules. Exactly. And even better, those were her rules. It wasn't even like he presented something and she signed off. She was the one that brought... it in her face. Right. Right. So I said, you know, sometimes uh, guys are dumb. And then because she said to me, trust me, he knows that this is a relationship. That's what she said. Absolutely not. And then I was trying to say, well, sometimes guys are dumb, even though he's not. But, you know, sometimes guys are dumb. And unless you spell it out and have a conversation about what's going on, he thinks that it's, you know, green light to do whatever. And it's not even that he gets the green light. It's like those are the rules. He can do whatever he wants. Um. And I go, well, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, communication because every 
relationship, romantic relationship that was somewhat close to me. So friends or my parents or something um, that failed. A, a, A massive chunk of that was because people weren't communicating and people weren't on the same page. And by the time um, it, it people were communicating, it was often too late. Yeah, it was too late. The damage had been done. People had moved on, and they were ready to uh, go in their separate directions. So I'm a big fan of like staying on top of things, and like I, I don't want to give away too much of our you know mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff, but like we, I think pretty regularly check in and be like, "Are you happy with this?" Do you yeah. like this? And and then you, you know I go yes, and yeah. and then I ask and you, I are you good? Like, and then yeah, blitz lies to my face and says, yeah, he's happy and everything's great. <laughs> so, but I think it's important to be like you know kind of. And by saying that, you're kind of saying, is there anything I could do better or like sure. that could be tweaked where you know your needs are met or whatever the case may be, and vice versa. So it's very important to have yeah. open uh, dialogue. I'm getting mad that I'm dating all these coeds as well. Right. Right. And, like, my whole thing, and I heard Jordan Peterson talking about this, and I think that uh, Jordan Peterson is a very wise individual, um, and he's very, very much anti-casual sex, which I am, he thinks casual sex is, like, morally wrong, reprehensible. I don't think that. I just think in terms of, especially female strategy, I think it's a bad idea. I don't think it's wrong. That's the distinction I make, where I'm like, you're not helping yourself by fucking random guys you know not that my friend is but just in general yeah. having a casual relationship for a female kind of goes against our biological nature so you're clearly not happy with the situation like with any female who unless she is in a weird kind of transitional rebound sort of phase she a, a woman wants to if she's fucking you she likes you she wants to lock it down that's usually the case i'm not gonna say for everybody but for the most part Biologically speaking, we you know we kind of want to lock it down with uh with the guy that's you know giving us the resources or the sex or whatever. We yeah. like you for fucking you. We like you. There's an emotional mm-hmm. attachment there. I I've had lots of uh, friends claim that they can have unattached sex. I I don't believe them because their actions speak differently. You know because if you're completely unattached, then you don't care if someone you know, um, is also having sex with somebody else, but you prefer not to know, or when you find out, you get angry. Like, that's, you can tell me all you want that you're having unattached casual sex, but when you get jealous of somebody, when you are upset to find out that they're having uh, sex with somebody else or or taking someone else out to dinner, um, and that hurts your feelings, then it's not unattached. It's very Mm -hmm. much attached, and you're just fucking lying to yourself. what, What advice did you give your friend? Well, when I came back with the uh, guys are dumb and I, you know, I don't think he knows this is a relationship sort of thing. um, The rebuttal was, trust me, he knows. And that to that, I just go, okay, what are you going to say? Yeah. What do you what do you do? So, I, I, you know, I'm trying to tell her in so many ways, like, hey, you were the one when. Who set the yeah. rules of hey, no rules. Well, right. there's no there's no attachments, right? Um, or there's limited attachments, and I it kind of because it's it's fun and to that, think about when you are the one in your mind when you're thinking I don't want to be held down. You're thinking about yourself. Yep. But then when you start to encounter the other person roaming around freely, then it hurts your feelings. Mm-hmm. But you still want the freedom to go and maybe hook up with somebody else. 
So it, people don't think about it in the reverse. They think mm-hmm. about like what I want to do, but then when they realize that the other person is also has those rights, then they feel um, very threatened by uh, their actions, which is hanging out with their ex. Now, yeah, is, no, I, yeah, go ahead. I agree with you. Guys are dumb when it comes to that, but he's all you know. And I, I don't know who you're talking about, but like you know, for the most part, they're also smart. Like, hey. You know, if you she's, were the one, yeah, if she's going to give the rule of let's keep this casual, well, then let's keep it casual. Right. I'll show you what that means. Right. Right. <laughs> I, exactly. And um, and that's exactly how it went down is that the topic got brought up and she was the one who kind of took the lead and said, listen, like, I just want to kind of keep this, you know, casual. I'm or it was uh, not casual. It's I like how things are right now. OK. And that implies that it's, you know somewhat casual it's it's the uh you're a casual no 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 women don't use the word casual that's why i was wondering because that that makes a big difference no they don't they don't use the word casual because that makes us feel like whores if i was trying to just keep something um casual i i would just say you know i like how things are going right now i don't need to put titles on anything that makes you feel better about yourself yeah you didn't use the word casual because casual insinuates you're a whore. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what we're implying is, uh, hey, I want to be um, a free bird. Yeah. And it's 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 very, if someone said that to me, I would be extremely insulted and I would end it right away. Because to me, that's saying, hey, like, I like you, but not enough to lock you down. And if I find something better, I'm going to go for that. Yeah. That's what that's exactly. saying. Pretty much. And I would be so fucking insulted if someone said that to me. Now, guys, you know, I don't want to say if they're getting fucking pussy, like they're like, well, whatever. I'm getting pussy. Who cares? But like as a woman, if someone said that to me and said, hey, like I kind of like how things are. I don't want to put any titles on anything. That means, uh, you know, translation, you're a placeholder. And if I find someone hotter, younger and better, I'm going to opt for that. Yeah. So uh, that would not be, I wouldn't be able to emotionally uh, handle that. If I don't, you'll do. Huh? If I don't find any better, buddy better, you'll do. Yes, exactly. You're you're good for now. You're not what I wanted, but it works. Yeah, you're good for now, you know. Um, But uh, again, that was a a couple months ago, but that was also the last conversation that was had. And so when I tried to say, like, well, did you communicate Mm -hmm. that the... The uh, rules have changed. The the game has changed. You know, um, she said no. But then I tried to say, you know, the, the guys mm-hmm. are dumb and they don't, mm-hmm. you know, unless you say it out loud and you make it, you know, a, a tacit agreement that we're exclusive, they're gonna just keep roaming around like they're free. Yeah. Um. She just said, "quote again, again." It was a, a two part rebuttal mm-hmm. of trust me, he knows. Okay. Well, but what do you say to that? Are you okay? Well, I yeah. don't know. I'm not you. I don't know him. And yeah. so you just go, okay. Yeah, all right. Well, all right. Fine. We'll, we'll trust but, you then. Yeah. But, you, you know, you got to. And then you're also coming from a weird place because you have no leg to stand on when you are oh, saying that amputee? you're. Huh? No, she's not an amputee. Oh. That wouldn't help her game at all. But right. uh, she also felt weird because with the whole him hanging out with the ex thing she was upset about it because naturally she's attached to this guy and she doesn't want him hanging out with his ex but secondly it's kind of weird because she's like well we never fully said that we're in a committed relationship so she doesn't feel like fully justified to be like this is not okay behavior and she isn't justified right she can bring it like it's okay to bring it up and say hey look you know 
and even like maybe imply like you know now that we've gotten more serious and kind of see what he says but like make it very obvious and then uh, you know then find out like hey you know what's and it seems like things have been said but okay it's kind of bizarre because she feels fully open to communicate her feelings but it seems like not open what was, enough. What was his name again? You said Paul. Paul. Okay. So so basically, she was like leaving, and she's like, "Okay, Paul, I'm going to Publix. You need anything? By the way, we're exclusive." Um, I I don't that think that doesn't work. Yeah, no, you got to have a, a sit down conversation. Yeah. But it was really bizarre because she felt comfortable enough to kind of communicate her feelings that she was uncomfortable with it, but not to him. Yes, but not comfortable enough to actually have the conversation of what are we. So it's like you would think that the second one would precede the first. Like, hey, let's talk about what we are, and then we could talk about you know what is and isn't appropriate behavior for someone oh, who's in a relationship. He, but she hasn't brought up the fact of, with him seeing his ex, though. She has. Oh, she did. She has, and she's communicated. She's not comfortable with oh, it. Oh, but what he what he what he say? Well, that's just a friend. Well, she's my friend, and oh. where there's nothing there, and blah blah blah, and. You know, yes, we dated and she's my ex and we face fucked each other. But, you know, hey, she's my oh, so friend. He's claiming now they're not doing anything. Yeah. And I and and honestly, I told my friend from what it sounds like you're telling me, I I honestly don't think that there is anything sexual going on. I still think that there's yes, like there a, an attachment. If he's like hanging out at her house, like fixing shit, they're fucked. But then why would he like tell her? I mean... Right. Maybe he's just like, fuck it. I'm not in a relationship with you. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. But it just seems like the if he was sneaky about it, he's, I would say certainly yes. But the fact that he's so brazen about because, it. Because he's like, look, I'm going to tell her, look, we're just friends. We're hanging out that way. If I'm over there, she can't catch me because I'm there. Like, I'm telling her I'm there. No big deal. But we're not, you know, we're not doing anything, even though, you know, we're, we're fucking all the time. I mean, it could be the case. I um, and I'm not saying it it is or isn't. I don't I don't know. I I don't know what the situation is, but I do think that there's definitely like, if anything, if not physical, there's definitely like an emotional attachment, which is worse for women, actually. So either way, it's it's no good. Um, And then it seemed like she was consulting someone of her friends of being like, well, this guy is, you know emotionally unavailable it's like well is he or did you just tell him that this is these are the rules you want to play by and he's playing by them and now you're not happy Mm -hmm. so it was just kind of a strange situation where it's like no you 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 gotta spell it out so that you can either shit or get off the pot because if you don't know where you're at then you really can't make any decisions about you know the future and then you're you're you find yourself in a very frustrating situation and so i i asked her i'm like well will you be speaking with paul and kind of discussing you know what you are because it sounds like you know the last time i talked to you you wanted things to be a bit more uh carefree and casual Mm -hmm. and now it seems like you want a relationship but it seems like still and this is what i was kind of smelling was the fact that she doesn't even really want a relationship with this person she's kind of mad that he hasn't pushed harder to lock her down so right. it's it was, it's almost an ego thing where she's like, first or, off, like, why are you locking me down? Why are you hanging out with your ex and like or throwing it in my face? Is she afraid if she says, "Hey, let's lock it down," he'll say no. He'll say no or run. Possibly, but then I say, well, you know, does he know it's a relationship? Uh, it sounds like he does, and she goes, "Trust me, he does." And I go, "Well, okay, I I have nothing but trust because I don't know your relationship." Mm, yeah, and everybody is different, and I do kind of understand where it's like. 
sometimes you have, if you explain like relationships you've had with people like platonic relationships and you go, that was not platonic or I'd be uncomfortable with that. But you're like, no, I do have a friend that I've had since college. We never hooked up. We traveled together. We like even slept in the same bed and nothing ever happened. People were like, right. But in my past, I've had that happen. Yeah. You know, and whether they wanted to or not, or I wanted to or not is a separate situation, but nothing ever did happen. So, you know, everybody is uh, is different. But if I were her, I would definitely be uncomfortable. But I'm all about and this is I was going to this is what I was going to say about Jordan Peterson. And he's like, for people who are so afraid to communicate about like sex or what you are in terms of relationship, he's like, he's like, I don't understand that people are so uncomfortable talking about the things they'd rather just do them. Like, you don't want to talk about the sex. You'll just have sex, which is, like, way more intimate and way more risky in every which way, emotionally, physically, all that sort of stuff. But you're too much of a pussy to, like, communicate. Like, that's how is that more of a burden or how is that more um, frightening than... um, than actually the act of sex. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of right. He's like, you're clearly not mature enough to have the sex if you can't even talk about it on the right. front end. Right. So, he, and that was a big reason why he was uh, very much against casual sex, which which I am I am not because I am all about liberty and freedoms. And if you want to do whatever you want to do, as long as you own the, uh, the repercussions that come along with it and mm-hmm. the accountability... And you don't turn around and yell rape when someone, you know, you you regret it later or something like that. Because um, people that do that, the people that they're really hurting the most are the people that actually are raped. Exactly. And sexually, like people who really are, you know, they're at a party, someone slips them something and they pass out and they're getting fucked behind a dumpster. That's where they come to. Like that girl that was at, was at Berkeley or that swimmer from hell. What yeah. was his name? It was Brock. It was like some race, oh, yeah, rapist yeah, yeah, name, Brock yeah. guy behind the dumpster. I mean, like that guy is a real rapist mm-hmm. who is having sex with someone who's not conscious and who clearly didn't consent to anything. Not someone who later regretted it. Not someone who, and I hate to say it, someone who, you know, drank too much, blacked out, doesn't remember it, or, mm-hmm. you know, later regrets it and then yells rape. Like you're really hurting people who have been sexually assaulted yeah, because what happens is you know they go oh the news comes out over oh so-and-so was raped and then people go yeah oh, yeah she's probably one of those ones that you know just regretted it later yeah and you're like well no she was forcibly fucking held down yes. and like you know robbed and raped yeah and- yeah so you're you're really hurting them because like you said you're kind of watering down what the public thinks when they hear sexual assault because everything is sexual assault mm-hmm. you know if someone looks at you the wrong way and it is really funny because you you know obviously I have uh, female friends and the line between you know sexual assault creepy guy gross get the fuck away from me and the best sex of your life is Money. determined by if you're attracted to that person of course. So, you know, if you um, if a guy makes a move at you or like, you know, grabs your butt or something on a date and you weren't into it on the date, then it's fucking assault. But if you liked it or you were attracted to him, then it was like, yeah, no, hot. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> if if a guy a guy grabs your ass and you turn around to slap him and he's really hot, you're like, oh, hey, what's up? Right. So it's not the act. It's who's, you know, perpetrator yeah. the perpetrator of the act. Yeah, yeah. And if you are attracted to them, and then it makes it's, sense. yeah, it, it is, but it, it, it is kind of sad, especially 
let's not let's discount like strangers, but say it's someone you kind of know or you're dating and they 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 make a move or they try to kiss you and you didn't want it. Then it's like, you know, assault. He's creepy. Get the fuck away from me versus like the guy who 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 took the leap of faith and you did like it. And then it was like a really hot, exciting night. Yeah. So it sucks, but you like know we're gonna have this weekend. Hell to the yeah. So uh, my friend, I, uh, I I I don't know what to tell you. I feel like there might be a little bit of of denial. I don't know how. Um, I don't understand how women can have fun knowing that they're just a side piece. Um, and here's the deal: she needs to suck it up and and either decide, look, I'm okay with him screwing his ex and other women, or I need to actually sit down and talk to him and say, hey, this is what we are. Are you cool with that? Do, do you agree? Are we on board here or are we not? I I agree. Um, and it just seems like that has been put off for uh, too long mm-hmm. and that the last conversation that they had about it was very much uh, her bringing up the fact that she was happy where they were and she didn't want to progress any further with uh, with titles or whatnot. So he's was to him that was probably the best conversation they had. Hey, we're having uh you know yeah. um consistent frequent sex and it's great fun sex and also I get to fuck whoever I want because yeah. you can fuck whoever the hell you want. Right. So um it's just a little bit interesting, but you know as would happen with anybody, especially women, with time uh you tend to get more attached yeah, to someone. She cut not, the feels. Not, not, Less. I mean, she had him from the get, but then it's like they progress more and Mm -hmm. you spend more time with that person and their actions mean more and hurt more. So um, I just kind of ended with, well, I think you should just talk to him about it. That's all you can say. You have to. You can't. um, You can't assume they know or feel the way that you do. You can't. You can't make any assumptions about anybody else's thoughts feelings what's in their heart that's why i get so mad when people are like oh well you know they said this because they're racist it's like how are you assuming what's in someone's mind and heart like they can't just disagree with someone because they're a different race like it's always got to be because they're fucking racist you know um i was watching this video of who's that somali congresswoman the um She's from Minnesota. Oh. You know, she's part of the yeah, squad. Yeah, Her name yeah. escapes me right now. Someone will pop it in a chat. But she went, went to a concert this last weekend and she got booed off the stage. Yeah. Yes, Omar, what's the last name? You'll give it to me. But whatever. She's a Somali woman um, who is. Ilhan a, Omar. Ilhan Omar. Thank you. Yes, her. So she went to a, a concert this weekend and I saw the video of her getting booed off stage. And my initial thought was great. Now everyone's going to be called a racist because yeah. they're booing a black woman. And then come to find out she was at a Somali fucking concert with 10,000 other black Somali people and they booed her off the stage. Oh. So I go, okay, well, at least now they can't be like, she, the, he, you know, she's, they're they racist. Might. They might. You know, it's like, oh, they didn't agree with her because, you know, the abortion thing or whatnot and all that shit. So it was just that's my first thought is anytime someone boos someone that's a minority, it's like the person who's booing is, of course, going to be, you know, labeled a racist or a and, sexist. Or and whatnot. this this uh, it didn't get started, but it became kind of popular uh, during Obama. If you didn't agree with Obama, it's because you were racist. Yes. Um, you could say, look, I didn't like Obama's <laughs> policy on this because of this, and it didn't matter what it was about. You were a racist. Yes. Um, 
it it seemed like there was a shift between Obama's first and second term. Like if you listen to, uh, I think it was before or maybe right when he got in office and someone was asking him about race relations in America and his general response was like, of course, there's still racism and whatever. But he said it's like never been better. Like race relations are good. Everybody is, you know, um, uh, on board for the most part. Of course, there's outliers and people who are, and I know this is going to probably be controversial, but like I don't really have any problem with someone who is a racist like in their mind in their heart but they don't act racist like they may have you know racial prejudices but if they Mm -hmm. go out in the world and act like a normal civil human non-racist human being then i don't really care like if that makes sense like if they're if if they're in their home and they're like oh i hate asians but they go out and they're like hey mr chang like what's up like all right then who cares like as long as they're acting as long as it actually was mr chang right exactly they weren't doing it to be racist but Yeah. yeah i know what you mean yeah but who cares? It, it, right. So as long as you are functionally, functionally non-racist, mm-hmm. like I don't really care. But there really was a shift from Obama's rhetoric, it, like when he first got into uh, for, first got into power versus his second term when everything started to be more about race baiting, like Ferguson and stuff like that, which was 2014, 15. I can't really remember. Um but his tone definitely changed. And again, I don't think I was watching one of these fucking conspiracy things. And I don't even like calling myself a conspiracy theorist. They are fun. But I'm just a, a true th- seeker. You know what I mean? No, I'm just that's trying, to, even worse. trying to find out like I'm what actually truth- happened. I'm a truther. Right. Not a truther, but a truth seeker. But um, there was a, a kind of an interesting timing with that. And that was during the whole, remember the whole like Occupy Wall Street thing? When they were bailing out the banks and stuff like that. 2011. Yes. Um, it seemed like they were really trying to shift the attention away from, you know, the corruption of the, you know, Federal Reserve, the mortgage companies, things like that, and trying to shift it more onto like, this is a, a race thing, racist racism. And so people were kind of like, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for, bamboozled into looking in one direction, the decoy, when in reality they were just getting fucked by the people with money, not necessarily white, black, or whatever. So that was really when he started kind of turning up the volume on all the race relations stuff was when he was trying to, seems like, backpedal out of all of the uh, Occupy Wall Street, bailing out the banks Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So could that be the case? I mean, it's a great one. That seems to be what the uh, Democrat Democratic Party has been doing lately. Whenever something uh, goes wrong, they try to you know pivot and and look at race and how b- horrible racism is and this and that. And when the real issues in the country is the fact that you know like no one has health care, no one has a job, there's no fucking borders, coronavirus, people's businesses got shut down, mm-hmm. gas is through the roof, but we have to worry about fucking including the, you know, LGBT flag with the brown and black. And so, I don't know. Uh, I feel like the American people are somewhat waking up, but, you know, maybe not, because a lot of people, yeah. depends who you talk to. Some people, you're like, oh, they get it, and other people, you're like, you fucking don't get exactly. it. Exactly. You don't fucking get it at all, and I kind of am jealous of you and we i think we had this conversation this last weekend about kind of sometimes it's a burden being so um smart yeah and in tune with what's going on because it it, when when you start like injecting nuance into things it's very hard to like pick a side or you know when we talk Mm. about abortion and we talk about guns i'm like okay i kind of see where they're coming from 
and then no one likes you because they either want you to be with them or against them. They don't know where to place you when you're kind of pussyfooting around, mm-hmm. but you're pussyfooting around because you are a nuanced thinking, critically sure. thinking person where you don't just think in terms of absolute rights and wrongs, but in terms of like trade-offs and like, yeah. you know, what's the actual cause of all these problems? Is it, you know, is it guns or is it uh, poverty and fatherless homes? Like what's the real issue? And if you start talking about the real issues, then you get, you know, um, blasted as being racist or sexist yep. or something. So nothing fucking gets done and we just continue, you know, getting poorer and fatter, which is fine with me. It's fine with me. Yeah. Then you got Lizzo's show to watch. Oh, my God. So excited. Can't wait to watch uh, something with the big girl. The big girl. I don't know. She's picking backup dancers yeah. that are fat. And fat, I, fat camp. Fat dancers. camp. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Bring back uh, Ben Stiller. What was that? Heavyweights? Was that the movie? I have no idea. It was idea. a fucking great movie. Um, anyways, that is all we have for today. Um, I can't believe it's Friday already. Thank God. It's been a long week. Ooh, our favorite song. It um, sure is. Thank you guys for listening. Blitz, thank you for all that you do. Appreciate you. Um, Those listening, have a fantastic weekend. Yeah. We'll see you on Monday. We have to work a whole week next week. I know. I'm like, we only got a two-day weekend. This is fucking bullshit. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Expect me to work five days in a row like that. Fuck you guys. Just kidding. Am I going to see you this weekend? I don't know. We'll talk after the show. Bye, guys.